The streak is over. It took 25 games, but the Rangers have finally dropped back-to-back contests for the first time all season, and they do so in mostly miserable fashion, losing 4-0 to the Washington Capitals. What went wrong in this one? We break it all down on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. You're locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 958 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. Check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Rangers coming off of uh, what can only be described, I I, I used this word just a second ago, but a pretty miserable performance in D.C. against the Washington Capitals. Never really got anything going offensively. Uh, Didn't defend very well in front of Igor Shesterkin. Igor had probably at least one or two goals that you he would want to have another shot at, but uh, that's just kind of the way it, it's gone over the last couple of games here. On um, the Rangers, it's mostly been a struggle. And I say the last couple of games, you know, they've lost two in a row for the first time all season. We are 25 games into the season. So uh, no matter how this streak ended, let's give them some props and uh, celebrate this accomplishment. That is remarkable to go that many games in a row to start a season. New coach, new system, the whole nine yards. That's impressive at any level of hockey. Took 25 games for the Rangers to lose back-to-back games. But when I say the last handful of games, I'm talking about the two losses and the wins against the Predators and the Sharks because those games weren't great either. I mean, the the Predators game, you got to give them props for uh, coming back. They were down 2-0 early. Uh, Gritty win against a tough team on the road. The Sharks game was kind of a mess. You know, they flirted with disaster toward the end of that game, held on for the win, but I suppose a win is a win. But uh, in this one, there's not really a whole lot to salvage. The Rangers get blanked by Charlie Lindgren, who is, of course, Ryan Lindgren's brother. Uh, And for what it's worth, the Rangers actually outshot the Capitals 31 to 29 in this game. Uh, But that's about where the good news starts. And you might hear a stat like that, or that's where it stops, rather. But you might hear a stat like that. And think like, oh, well, maybe they got goalied. You know, maybe it was one of those nights where the puck just wouldn't go into the net. And look, take nothing away from Charlie Lindgren. He was good in this game. Made a couple of nice saves here and there. But as far as 31 save shutouts are concerned in the NHL, and granted, there's no easy way to ever put up a 31 save shutout. But this is, uh, as far as like the spectrum of, of shutout difficulty, this is closer to the easy side than most shutouts that you'll see. And the reason for that, I mean, there were several reasons. For starters, the Rangers just really got no second chance opportunities in this game. They didn't really, uh, there weren't really any deflection attempts. Um, there wasn't any chaos in the crease. There were no odd man rushes for the Rangers. Uh, there was no puck luck either. You had Panarin hitting the post twice. Mika Zibanejad hitting the post once, but you know by that same token, the Rangers didn't really play well enough to deserve any real puck luck in this game, and they just weren't sharp enough in this game. You know, this is Rangers Capitals, and what makes this loss so disappointing is that they had three days off. Now, obviously, they're practicing for part of that, so it's not like a, a full day off, but 
Wednesday was a full day off, the day after the uh, Senators lost. They practiced a couple times, and I really thought the Rangers would be sharp uh, coming back in this game. They'd end up with, with uh, two points or, I mean, at the very least, be more competitive than this. You'd think it would be at least one of those dogfight-type games. Uh, you don't necessarily expect a blowout either way when it comes to this series because of all the battles we've seen these two teams in over the years. It is a hotly contested Metro Division rivalry. Um, but, you know, the temperature was up in this game. It got a little chippy at times, and there was just never really a counterpunch from the Rangers. I just felt like, you know, for the most part in this game, there was never really a sustained stretch where you, you're starting to think like, okay, we're getting it going a little bit. Here we go. You know, the Rangers are going to get back into this game. Just never really happened. And uh, probably the most disturbing trend of the whole thing is that um, the bad starts continue to be an issue. Uh, we've seen this recently with the Rangers, and it's not just bad starts when it comes to how you begin the game for the Rangers. They're getting off to bad starts in individual periods as well. And, um, you know, at times maybe – either taking a penalty late in a period. We saw that in this one with Johnny Brodzinski taking a penalty late in the first period or giving up a goal or giving up a great scoring chance late in periods, early in periods. That's especially when you don't want it to happen. You don't want it to happen early in the period or early in the game because, you know, whether it's true or not, it gives off the impression that the team isn't, you know, laser focused. They're not where they need to be. And just too much of like, oh, let's just stick our toes in the water and see how this game is going to unfold here. No, you got to go out there and dictate terms. And that's what the Rangers were so good at doing earlier this season. And it's something that they have not been good at doing at all uh, in recent games, this recent stretch of games here. They're just not asserting themselves early in the game the way that they were uh, a little bit early earlier in the season. But, you know, to, to kind of build on what I'm saying here, the, the Capitals were up in this game. Uh, what was it? Like 43 seconds into the game, 49 seconds into the game, whatever it was, it was less than a minute into the action. And, you know, I mean, you got the Mika Zibanejad line with Kreider and Brodzinski out there. You've got Miller and Truba out there. Miller and Truba had a tough night. They were both minus threes. Uh, we're going to talk more about Mika and Kreider a little bit later because I think we need a little bit more out of those guys. But as for this shift, you know, those are the five Rangers on the ice. The Capitals get the puck deep fairly early, and the Rangers just never got the puck out of their zone. There was an opportunity where the puck was along the right side there, and Mika and Brodzinski was there, and it felt like they were going to be able to work the puck out of the zone into the neutral zone, and it just never happened. You know, the Capitals kept the play alive, and they kept it alive, and they kept it alive, and next thing you know, two quick passes. Sonny Milano, uh, you know, receives the second pass. Net is pretty much wide open. He buries it, one to nothing Capitals. And just like that, the Capitals have uh, what obviously turned out to be a game-long lead as the Rangers were shut out for the first time this season. But again, even beyond this first goal here, the Rangers just never found their legs, never found their game. It was very much a situation, what I just said. You know, the, the Rangers are going out there and let's stick our toes in the water and oh, let's just see how this one is going to go. That doesn't work. You know, we, we saw them really assert themselves early in games earlier this season, and we're just not seeing enough of it uh, in this recent stretch that the Rangers have had here. And as far as, you know, uh, another example of bad starts, we had the same thing happen uh, in the second period. Now, granted, in this situation, at least you could say that the Rangers were shorthanded. And this goes back to uh, the penalty that Brodzinski took at the end of the first period. That was with about 18 seconds or so to go in the opening stanza. Penalty obviously carries into the second period. And technically, the Rangers did kill off this penalty. But within a second after the penalty ending, uh, the Capitals scored. You've got uh, Kuznetsov passing in deep for Mantha for a tip-in goal. And just like that, it's 2 to nothing. And And again, you know, give them somewhat of a break here, but not really um, that, you know, just the fact that they were shorthanded. So that obviously, you know, helps the Capitals, you know, get on the attack early in the second period there, but uh, be that as it may, it would have been great to start off that second period with a, a clutch kill, which again, technically they did kill it, but the Capitals scored right after it expired. And obviously, um, you know, they, they were off to the races where the Capitals, cause that second period turned out to be pretty much a disaster. Um, and again, the, the reason why this so loss is, is why this loss is so disappointing 
it's not just that they went out there and, and got pretty much run out of the building by one of their rivals, a team that most Ranger fans do not like, a team with which the Rangers have a long storied history, especially uh, in recent years. Um, everything that's happened between these two teams, all the playoff matchups and everything. But it's just the fact that, again, the Rangers, uh, they, they just never, the counterpunch never came in this game. And at least in the Senators game, you know, they go out there, they lose 6-2. to two. All right, well, they had won the last couple of games before that, and they were playing their 10th game in 18 days. And again, I don't want to use that as too much of an excuse, but facts are facts. That's a lot of games in a fairly short amount of time. And now you've had three days off, and you come out here and you're flat, you can't execute. Uh, guys misfiring on passes. There just wasn't really much of anything to salvage in this game. I actually saw a Twitter post where somebody said, were there any positives in this game? And, uh, you know, people were throwing out a couple of things. I saw something that Lafreniere played well, which, yes, he did. You know, we'll acknowledge that. I thought Lafreniere had a, a nice game in this one. Uh, he looked as dangerous as any Ranger skater out there did. Uh, but even he, you know, could not get the puck into the net and and just, you know, it, it was all for naught, basically. Um, somebody else threw out the idea that, well, you know, the Rangers were 3 through. 3-4-3 three, three in penalty kills, which, yeah, they were. Um, but, again, that, that's about where the good news stops as far as this game goes. And, again, there's just not really any excuses for this one. You can live with the Senators' bad performance. It's not ideal, obviously. Uh, this one, Rangers just have to be better than this. It, it's as simple as that. Uh, too many guys just not executing and uh, Rangers getting outworked, outskated, and just flat-out outplayed uh, for this entire night. So, yeah, that's uh, the opening uh, diatribe here for me, but we'll keep everything rolling in just a second. I want to turn our attention to a couple of players who, you know, I can tell from some of the, the YouTube comments on, on some of these videos here, a couple of players who have come under fire from a couple of you guys as well, and that's Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. We're going to talk about them and how they need to step up uh, sooner rather than later for this Ranger team, and we'll get to that in just a second here. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Also, definitely want to let everybody know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so as always, big thanks to you guys for, for always tuning in. The Everyday or special shout-out to you guys. Uh, we're going to be back probably on Monday morning, possibly later tonight, Sunday night, uh, to recap whatever happens between the Rangers and Kings. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. I think anytime you have a loss like this, it kind of just, even as a fan, makes you look forward uh, to the next game that much more. And I mean, honestly, you know, we're feeling a little down right now. This is probably uh, the worst stretch that the Rangers have had thus far in the season. They still do have a tremendous record, still have a six-point lead for first place in the Metro Division, but uh, not quite as sharp right now as they've been earlier in the season. Um, but hey, you know what? All it takes is one 
big time performance, one clutch performance against the Kings. And all of a sudden, everybody's feeling better again because the Kings are off to a heck of a start and they're hot lately. So a uh, win would go a long way for this Ranger team. But I want to turn our attention to Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. Uh, the two of them have been scuffling pretty much, you know, for the majority of the season, at least when it comes to 5v5 play. They're both getting it done on the power play and they should be commended for that. Um, you know, some people, I, I feel like they want to like almost act like the power play doesn't count. Like if you score a goal on the power play, or you get an assist on the power play, you make a nice pass, whatever it might be on the power play, well, that doesn't count. You don't get any credit for that. Only 5v5 is what matters. And I get it. The Rangers do have to be better 5v5. You can't have an over-reliance on the power play. But if guys are executing on the power play, then they deserve props for that. Um, so I do want to say, you know, before we get to, to Mika and Kreider here, Panarin has been awesome this year. And I do think we're getting to the point where we're seeing a little bit that his excellence early in the season is kind of masking some of the Rangers' uh, other shortcomings because Panarin, you know, we had we saw that streak he got off to this season with, uh, what was it, 15 straight games of the point somewhere in there. Um, and, and for a while, he was basically carrying the team offensively, and uh, you could throw Trocek and Lafreniere, his line mates, in there as well. But, you know, we're seeing this, and, and we're, we got some other guys that aren't really performing up to the best of their abilities and I think the reaction a lot of us had, I know I had this reaction, was, well, hey, you know what? The Rangers, uh, they're playing awesome right now. They just keep winning and winning and winning. And they're doing it without some of their best players playing like some of their best players. And, you know, the, the two that you come that come to mind right away are Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad. Again, they do have their points, but a lot of it comes on the power play. Um, we would look at kind of everything happening and come to the conclusion that, well, this bodes well because the Rangers are winning all these games despite some of their best players not being at their absolute best. You could throw, I mean, just to name a couple of other names because I don't want to put this all on Mika and Kreider, but, you know, Kako had three points in 20 games. Blake Wheeler um, has mostly scuffled this season, picked it up a little bit lately, but um, got off to a really slow start. Uh, Heedle didn't have any goals. He had a lot of assists, but he didn't have any goals, uh, you know, before he got injured there. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, we all we're kind of looking at this as, man, imagine how good this team is going to be once everybody gets it rolling. Well, we're at a point now where we're kind of still saying that about Mika and Kreider, like, man, wait until they get to their to their absolute best. And we need it to happen sooner rather than later. Because as I mentioned, the last four games have been a little bit shaky for the Rangers, and the sky is not falling. They're still two and two in those four games. But it is time for the two of them to step up. And Again, I don't want to be unfair here. I don't want to act like everything that's plaguing the Rangers right now is completely on those two players, but they need a little bit more production out of the two of them. They need them to look a little bit better 5v5. You know, you watch this game. How often did it really look like one of the two of them were going to score? Um, it didn't happen all that often. Often, I mean, I know Mika Zibanej had put one off the post when the Rangers were on the power play, so there was that. Um, but I, I think a play that kind of summed up how it's gone for them recently is, you know, in the first period, the Rangers are down one nothing at this point. But that line had probably its best shift of the night. Uh, offensive zone faceoff and, you know, Kreider and Mika, they both had to go to work along the boards to fight for the puck, keep the play alive. Eventually, you know, their hard work pays off. The puck goes back to Jacob Truba. Uh, Truba plays the puck in deep to Mika Zibanejad. And Zibanejad has a short pass over to Chris Kreider. And Kreider's going to tip it in. Kreider can score this goal in his sleep. And for one reason or another, he just kind of missed it. And I don't think it was really a bad pass by Mika. I mean, maybe it was a little bit more in front of him than he would have liked. But to me, I think Kreider's got to be able to handle this and put it into the net. Um, was not able to do it. Um, but, you know, again, I don't want to bury them and, and just act like this is all on, on the two of these players. Uh, it's not like they've done nothing this season. You look at their overall, 
stats. I mean, Kreider's got 22 points in 24 games. Mika Zibanejad is up to 20 points in 24 games. Um, but again, 5v5, I do feel like the two of them can be a little bit better. Obviously, these are not atrocious offensive numbers, but the team is slumping a little bit. And when that's the case, when your team is going through a hard time, you do look to your best players. I'm not going to come on here and act like the reason that the Rangers, uh, you know, didn't win this game or, or the reason that they were blown out is because like Tyler Pitlick had a bad shift early in the second period. Like, no, the, we got to get the, the big guys going. The big guys got to get rolling again. And I, again, I know a lot of you guys have been calling for more from Mika and Kreider. Uh, I think that sooner or later, we can certainly expect at least a little bit of a jump from those two players. When you just look at their overall track record and the fact that um, they are good players and they're going to get a lot of opportunities, obviously. Um, but we need to happen sooner rather than later because, you know, there are some injuries right now. Uh, you know, Kako and Heedle, it's not like they had these ridiculous offensive numbers when they were in the lineup, but you're still hurting a little bit. That hurts your depth a little bit. And you end up with, you know, Johnny Brodzinski plays hard, but he's now on your top line. Um, you know, uh, Nick Bonino has been centering the third line. There is a little bit of a ripple effect there. And with a couple guys injured right now and the team just slumping a little bit, I think it's just time for the two of them, Mika and Kreider specifically, to step up. And hopefully that begins as soon as this game against the Los Angeles Kings. And again, you know, they had some chances every once in a while in this game, but I, I just don't think you're getting enough from those two. Right now, as a Ranger fan, you watch these games and it feels like if the Panarin line does not score a goal, then the goal is probably not on the way. The, the bottom six right now, and again, this goes back to, um, you know, Kako and Hedl being out of the lineup. The, the bottom six does not have uh, a ton of offensive firepower right now. And, you know, I like all those players, but you're not really expecting offensive fireworks from Nick Bonino. You're not expecting offensive fireworks from Riley Nash, who made his debut uh, in this game. Um, Jimmy Vesey was hot for a while, but uh, we knew that probably wasn't going to last forever. So, um, yeah, it's time for, a, I mean, a lot of guys have to step up. Let's be real here. But offensively, 5v5, yeah, Mika and Kreider are the two that I'm looking to. Because it's not just that, you know, they're not getting a ton of points 5v5. It's just they're don't seem to be a ton of great scoring opportunities. So we'll keep an eye on the two of them. And I know a lot of people have also kind of clamored for Mika and Kreider to be split up. I'm open to that idea. I'm willing to give them uh, this next game, this game against the Kings here. Let's see if they can get it going. Let's see if the team can get it going a little bit. Hopefully they come away with the win, two points. Maybe that line goes off and, um, you know, that talk will die down at least for a day or two. Uh, the idea of breaking up Mika and Kreider. Um, but you know what, if, if they don't play well in this game and if the Rangers don't happen to win this game, then uh, I think for sure an episode coming up, we're going to talk about, I'll propose a couple different line combinations going forward. And it is difficult to do that right now because I don't think you want to break up the Panarin and the Trocek and the Lafreniere line just because the three of them are clicking together and that's the only line that's doing anything right now offensively. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, hopefully in a perfect world, they come out and they just... Uh, beat down the Kings five to one today. And you know, they, they get the two points and uh, Mika and Kreider go off and we don't even have to have that conversation. But one more thing that I'll say about this, you know, Panarin, he did fine in this game. I, I, I don't think he was any worse than like most players on the Rangers, but there is a lot of pressure on him right now when the other two biggest offensive threats, as far as forwards are concerned, are not playing up to snuff, at least not at five V five. And I just want to say that, you know, Panarin if there's a night where he does not get on the score sheet, if there's a night where Artemi Panarin does not get a point, it should not feel like an automatic loss. And right now it kind of does feel that way. So again, you hope that uh, Mika and Kreider can pick it up a little bit. Don't want to make it sound like they haven't done anything to help the team this season because that's not true either. They've done great work on the penalty kill. We haven't even talked about that. They are good players, but I think we need just a little bit more out of them uh, going forward. And especially now that the Rangers, you know, that, that white hot start that they got off to, that unsustainably 
awesome start that they got off to. Um, it, they have slowed down a little bit from that, and it's time for uh, Mika and Kreider to, to pick up their team a little bit. So, yeah, going to keep everything rolling just a second here. I do want to kind of reminisce a little bit about, um, you know, the streak the Rangers had. I thought that was a lot of fun. It, it's unfortunate that it's over now, but 25 straight games uh, before they finally suffered back-to-back losses. Want to uh, kind of reminisce about that and kind of reflect on that a little bit. Uh, also talk about, um, you know, there, there was a fight at the end of this game, or not really the end, but it was the third period. Jimmy Vesey got into a fight. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Riley Nash making his debut. And a uh, quick look at the Rangers matchup against the Kings, which will, of course, be happening a little bit later today. We'll get to all that fun stuff in just a second here. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Our Temi Panarin could score 50 goals. The New York Rangers could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Panarin, or Igor Shesterkin, or Adam Fox, will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. You heard me, Ranger fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so that you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. All right. So as we mentioned, it's kind of been a theme here today. Uh, I had a lot of fun, you know, throughout the entire season here, kind of keeping track of this streak and, you know, uh, 25 straight games is what it took uh, the Rangers to finally lose back to back contests. That streak is now over, of course, thanks to, uh, a couple of fairly lackluster performances, 6-2 against Ottawa, and now 4-0 against the Caps. And again, I, I do think it needs to be acknowledged. It, it's unfortunate that this ended uh, with such a whimper here because obviously, you know, the Rangers, if they were going to lose this streak, which eventually, of course, they were going to. You play 82 games, you're not getting through the entire uh, schedule without losing back-to-back games. But it was kind of fun to see how long they could keep it going. And I just wish that instead of getting blown out in back-to-back games, that you know, they kind of gone down with a little bit more of a fight, you know, a little bit more of a dog fight. And even when it gets to a point where, okay, the Rangers finally lost back-to-back games, you could look at those two games and say, wow, you know, their opponent, they really had to earn it. They, they really had to absolutely battle. It was an absolute dog fight all the way to the end. And sadly, that just wasn't really the case. You know, the centers were mostly in control against the Rangers and the Capitals were in complete control in this one. But again, I do think it's very impressive to go nearly a third of the way through the season Uh, without suffering back-to-back losses. The Rangers were the last team in the league to um, have that streak intact. And again, you do this at any level of hockey. Uh, The fact that you have a new coach, the fact that you have a new system, got a decent amount of new players in the mix so far, uh, do the Rangers. And uh, to to go that long, as long as they did without dropping back-to-back games, to win games in different fashions. Uh, We've seen a couple of uh, goalie duels. We've seen, uh, you know, they've they've had some injuries in the middle of all that to guys like, obviously, Heedle, Kako, uh, Igor was out for a while. Fox was out for, for quite a bit there as well. Um, to, to win games in the fashion that they did, winning in overtime, uh, winning in the shootout, 
winning in blowouts, losing in or winning in, um, you know, tightly contested games, high scoring, low scoring, you name it. The Rangers throughout this entire streak had a win of one kind or another uh, throughout the the entire run there. And it has come to an end now. And again, it is unfortunate that it did. It did so in such unceremonious fashion, basically getting blown out twice. But even after losing two straight, the Rangers now 18-6-1. That's good for the third most points in hockey. And they are up by six points, as I mentioned earlier, on the Islanders. The Islanders are currently in second place in the Metro Division. And um, again, I think despite how bad these last two games have been, it is important to kind of acknowledge how well they've played uh, to start this season and what they've done over the uh, first 25 games here. Because they've obviously put themselves in a very favorable position, but they got to pick it back up sooner rather than later and just get back to doing the things that they can do. And, and right now, there's a lot of things they can do better. Um, I, I think the neutral zone play has just not been very good at all. It feels like the Rangers have been outskated and outworked a little bit. These last couple of games here, they're giving up way too many odd man rushes. That was a problem in the playoff series against the Devils. Um, and, and, you know, giving up the odd man rushes in situations where, and this kind of goes hand in hand with what I just talked about, but it feels like teams are just kind of zipping right through the neutral zone without really a whole lot of uh, resistance from the Rangers right now. And that's night and day compared to the kind of neutral zone defense the Rangers were playing uh, earlier in this game. And of course, there's individual players that need to be better. We've talked about a few of them. We talked about Igor in our last episode, and this is not all on him. Again, even this game last night gives up four goals. The only one that I would like really put on him is probably the two-on-one uh, where Tom Wilson scored because I think Igor was maybe cheating over, looking for the pass. I want to say Wilson was going going in with Ovechkin, so he's probably looking for the pass there and just got beat clean. Um, and then, you know, the, the fourth goal, I mean, I, I guess you could put that on Igor, but that was all set up by a Ranger turnover. And uh, again, the Rangers were just not sharp in front of Igor Shesterkin. And maybe that over-reliance on Igor has come back a little bit, and maybe, just maybe, you put Jonathan Quick in there, for this game here tonight against the Kings. And maybe that makes the Rangers step, step up their game defensively a little bit. We can only hope. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's, it's still a strong start to the season. I don't think the sky is falling. Uh, that was a very disappointing loss against Ottawa. Uh, well, against Ottawa. And then also certainly this game against the caps as well. Um, but you know, you hope that they just put it in their rear view and then get the ship righted uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, I also want to mention this. Jimmy VZ got into a fight with 16 minutes to go in the game. Basically, uh, VZ right along the boards there, right along the, the team benches, he takes a big hit from Abi Kubel, and then VZ had no stick, but that didn't stop him from getting up and challenging Abi Kubel to a fight. Um, you know, they kind of both just fell to the ice. I'd, I'd call it a draw, but VZ was bleeding. It looked to me like that, you know, cut on VZ kind of near his eye, like above his eye a little bit. Looked like that was probably sustained um, on the hit as opposed to the fight. But, you know, VZ went to the locker room, and he got an extra two minutes for instigating the fight. And, um, you know, at that point, it didn't even matter. There were 16 minutes left in the game. The Rangers were down 4 nothing. The Rangers hadn't created four quality scoring opportunities to this point in this game. So I don't think it was very likely they were going to score four goals in the final 16 minutes. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where things were. That's basically one of the only interesting things that happened in the third period of this game. Uh, also of note, I mentioned this very briefly a second ago, but uh, Riley Nash did make his Ranger debut. It was his first NHL game since the 2021-2022 season. He was called up and he subbed into the lineup in place of Barclay Goodrow, uh, who was out with an injury. Uh, Nash was out there for 11 minutes and five seconds. That was second fewest on the Rangers. Only Tyler Pitlick had less at 11.03. Uh, basically zeros across the board for Nash. You know, no, well, obviously no points. I don't have to point that one out, I don't think. But no points. He was an even plus minus. Uh, had one shot on goal and one half of his faceoffs. So, I mean, he'll probably be the guy 
until Barclay Goodrow comes back, centering that fourth line there. But it's a little bit touch and go right now. We'll, we'll see when Goodrow gets back in the lineup. Uh, we'll see if Philip Hedo becomes an option anytime soon. And your guess is as good as mine as far as when we can expect Hedo back out there. Uh, we will see. And Kaka, we know, is going to be out somewhat long-term as well. So the Rangers just got to piece it together, uh, dig deep, and, and find a way to, to right the ship here because the Kings, they're no joke. They're coming into this game 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10 games. They defend very well. Uh, they did lose yesterday, did the Kings, 3-2 to two in overtime against the Islanders. So that's kind of a silver lining here, too, is that even playing field. You know, the, the Rangers are on the second game of a back-to-back. So, too, though, are the Los Angeles Kings. So nobody has an excuse there as far as, you know, the second game of back-to-back. And the goalie matchup, it's probably going to be quick versus Copley. So the Rangers will avoid Cam Talbot, who's off to a very good start this season. Phoenix Copley has a 303 goals against average and an 873 save percentage. Um, so in theory, the Rangers get a little bit of a break here because, you know, Talbot's mostly been their starter and, uh, he's been the better of the two goalies. So if it is Copley, um, they get a little bit of a break and the Rangers are going to be starting Jonathan quick, who will make his first career start against his old team, the Los Angeles Kings. That's very interesting in and of itself. And you hope that the Rangers, you know, the skaters that they, they want to get this win for quick. Hopefully that's a little bit of a rallying cry. Obviously they've talked very highly of Jonathan quick, how he's fit in with that locker room, how he's become something of a leader, veteran mentor in that locker room. So go out and get a win for this guy. You know, it would mean a lot for him. And I, I was on daily faceoff. I didn't see either of these goalies hundred percent confirmed, but I heard the Ranger announcers talking about it last night. Obviously Igor's coming off of a tough game. It's the second game of a back-to-back all signs certainly point to Jonathan quick uh, being in net for the Rangers. And I believe it'll be Phoenix Copley uh, for the Los Angeles Kings after Cam Talbot started uh, in yesterday's game against the Islanders. But I figured we could pretty much call it there for today. Once again, if you guys would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.